God is king, we the soldiers. Ultra beam out the solar. When I get to heaven's gates, I ain't gotta peek over. Keeping perfect composure. When I scream at the chauffeur, I ain't mean, I'm just focused. I ain't mean, I'm just focused. Put the lean out slower. Got us clean out of soda. Before the flood, people judge. They did the same thing to Noah. Everybody wanted Yandy. The Jesus Christ did the laundry. They say that we start on Monday, but the strong start on Sunday. Won't be in bondage to any man. John 8:33. We the descendants of Abraham. Yea, should be made free. John 8:36. To whom the Son set free is free indeed. He say the wretch like me. Wow. Coming from Kanye West today. Welcome back, guys, to the Well Said Podcast. We are back to talk about what it means to follow Jesus in a post-Christian culture. And I'm here with my wife to talk about Kanye West. No, not really, actually. We're going to talk about repentance and faith. But also, while we're on the subject, we can talk about Kanye West. What do you think, babe? What do we make sense of this craziness? I really don't know. I feel like it's just going to take time. There's no doubt God is doing something because he... Kanye started a whole church movement called Sunday Service, and it's been interesting to observe that. And there's, you know, real Bible-believing pastors who are preaching, so there's no doubt that truth can affect people who are coming to this service. I just don't know about Kanye himself. Like, he's professing the right things, and he's saying a lot of good stuff, but then he's also saying some weird things in between, so. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm hopeful, but also a little bit there's layers here right so like we got to pick apart the layers kanye west has a history of saying crazy stuff yeah so like he's an artist and he's gone he's definitely had issues with like mental health and had some crazy things that he's said and done in the past right so kind of lost credibility with the culture yeah to an extent yeah um then we have this whole issue of celebrity conversions right so like we are skeptical of celebrities who claim to be Christians because lots of times they take it and spin it in their own way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, the other thing here I think is like gospel is a genre. Mm -hmm. It's like an artistic genre in the hip hop world sort of. Yeah. So, um, you have a lot of hip hop artists who use like really explicit Christian references and content. Mm hmm as an aesthetic tool. Right, right. And there's a lot of, especially like African-American artists, there's a lot of history yeah. with gospel um, hymns in their, you know, that had been passed down right. from their ancestors who have been, you know, in slavery. So there's a real component there that they can appreciate and love without it being the songs about the God that they don't worship. Right, so... I think that, um, but here's, there's a couple of things here though. I think, so Jesus says that we judge people by their fruits and, um, as Christians, so being a, um, so being a superstar, you have to be a little skeptical of the things he does on a public platform, right? So that's why we're skeptical. It's like, well, is it part of his superstar act or is it real? Mm -hmm. Um, I think that Christians are also he- hesitant because, you know, Kanye West has his history. But um, as Christians, we shouldn't be over cynical as well. Like, you can be cynical, that's good, like skeptical. Yeah. But can God use somebody like Kanye West? Can God save this person? Of 
course. Yeah. So the gospel is real and active in everyone's life. And I, so I think, I think Christians should be hopeful and careful and cautious, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Christians should not be naive and just jump on the bandwagon and be like, oh, Kanye West is our next cultural tool. Oh, look at, uh, look at, you, you know, like you sent me a meme today. <laughs> who would have thought? <laughs> so funny. Like who would have thought that, you know, like us Christians and like a superstar, like it's just funny how we like to get somebody on our side and to, to give us credibility with the culture. It's like, well, that's not what gives you credibility. The whole world can be against you, but if if Jesus is real, then you follow Jesus. Right. Well, apparently Kanye has lost a lot of support because of his album and his interviews and, you know, professing Christianity. Yeah. So that's a real, um, that's great. That shows that he's, you know, although he's always done controversial things. and He's always done crazy stuff. He doesn't care. Trump. But, okay, so I've I've listened to the album twice, twice today. Um, Like, Aesthetically, it's like it's really cool yeah. album, um, but man, there's some pretty strong lyrics in there. Yeah, like straight up explicit um, things that he's saying. Right. So that connects us to a, a deeper question of, you know, what is repentance and faith in the Christian life? Because real conversion to to becoming a Christian depends on real repentance and faith. And um, the other component of that is, as you watch this whole Kanye thing unfold, is real repentance and faith is something you do. Uh, It's something that you do as a lifestyle, not something you do once. So it's not like you came to Jesus once and then you just are good. Right. Um, The clear message of the New Testament is to be a Christian, to follow Jesus, is to live a lifestyle of repentance and faith. So what does that actually mean? How do we practice that? Um, in our daily lives. Yeah, because I think this this like daily posture of repentance is semi new to me because I for years was like, well, you repented once right. of your sin, so now you're a Christian, you're a born again person, and so repentance is a occasional act when there's some big sin or something that right. you need to. But it almost seems shameful. I don't know where I got this idea, but it's almost like it's as if like if you're repenting after your big conversion, that means you haven't been a good Christian and Right. Okay. There's some yeah, real so dark Christians repent. Right. And then this it's like assumption. this shameful thing because like, oh look at you repenting again. Didn't you already repent once? Right. That's actually a really um, good point. And so I think this you know, this very biblical basic concept of Christians ought to live a life of repentance. It's mm-hmm. a posture they have to hold daily mm-hmm. is new, which is funny because it's in the Bible. It's all over. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's new to, to to me in the past maybe few years. And it's been, I think it's new to people around us too. They're like, what do you mean? Why are you guys so into repentance? Like right. why do we have to always be repenting? Right. That's really good. Yeah, because... So there's a couple of uh, layers here, I think, right? So you're you're talking about this this sense that okay, so we repent once when we become followers of Christ. Yeah. You turn from your sins. What does it mean to repent? Repent is to turn. Um, the, the Greek word used in the New Testament is to turn away from your mm-hmm. sin. So when you call when you call people to Christ, you call them to repent because you call them to turn away from their old ways to their new ways. So you turn. So 
The problem is that in, in, in American evangelical Christianity, we have this notion that you repent once, you come to Jesus, you have your come to Jesus moment, mm -hmm. and, and then you are good. You're a Christian now. Um, but the New Testament talks about the fact that, yes, once you repent, you're justified, you're forgiven. Mm -hmm. But there's also a process of cleansing that happens in your life constantly because we are battling our sins. Right, and that's a separate process that that does not justify you. It is right. your sanctification. There's there's a difference, and I think we need to make the distinction because it can be confusing. Right. Your constant repentance after you've had a saving faith experience is not what daily saves you. That's right. not. It's a different Very kind good. of repentance. Yeah. So the reform, the Reformation was about justification by faith alone, which means justification means you are call you are made right. That's a fancy word for made right. Mm -hmm. And um, we believe that, you know, the Bible says that those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. That you 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 call on Jesus, you, you confess your sins, you come to him, and you are cleansed. You are made righteous uh, once and for all. So when you turn to Christ and believe in him and trust your life in him and confess your sins, you are made righteous. So His, your sin is imputed to him on the cross. And yeah. his righteousness is applied to you. I feel like it's not just your, you are repenting of your sins, but you're also repenting of an entire lifestyle, an entire direction. Right. Rather than once you are then saved, it then it becomes a process of uprooting specific sins. Right. Um, because when you come to Christ and repent, you're not saying like, you know, forgive me for these specific things. It's like your entire life direction needs repenting of and that's the moment where it's like repent of your whole right mindset of being a sinner and a rebel yeah forever yeah so you are made clean you are made righteous you are no longer guilty and the bible teaches that once we are we are justified once you don't have to right. be re-justified so the catholic church believes catholic people believe that that's not true they believe that you get a little bit justified every time you come to catholic mass and every time you confess your sins to a priest. So mm -hmm. it's like it's like an incremental. It's like a little bit cleaner, a little bit cleaner, a little mm -hmm. bit cleaner. And hopefully by the time you go to have by the time you die, you're gonna be clean. But most of the they believe no that guarantee. no guarantee, first of all. And second of all, most people don't die justified. That's why they have to go to purgatory for a few thousand years, and then they're cleansed and then they go to heaven. Literally, the Catholic Church believes that. That's this is their confession. That mm -hmm. you are not justified once and for all. And if mm -hmm. you believe that, you are cursed. That's what they said mm -hmm. after the Reformation. So you're cleansed once and for all. And Jesus said this um, to Peter. So, okay, let me actually get back to that in a second. You're cleansed once and for all, but every day you still battle sin. So you're cleansed of your guilt uh, before God as judge. Mm -hmm. But you are not cleansed of the effects of sin. Mm -hmm. And you're not cleansed of the, 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 the faults that you commit every day when you struggle right. and you stumble. Yeah. So those sins are still sins. And you need now the progressive work of God in your life to cleanse your habits, your way of life, your way of thinking mm -hmm. out of sinful habits. That's a yeah. separate process. So... When we talk about daily repentance, we are not talking about asking God to readmit you back. To save you every single right, time. Right, right. We're talking, we're talking about asking God to wash you of the guilty and false patterns of thinking 
that you have embedded over your whole life as a, a, a person in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. But the, God, the, the, the Bible calls us to repent of that too. Right. So you look at the Psalms very clearly where the saints, these are people indwelt by the Holy Spirit, believers are confessing their sin before God and repenting of their faults. Right. So, and, and in fact, repentance is a method for, it, it, repentance is a path to conversion, right? But right. also the New Testament shows you that repentance is a means of grace in your daily life. So it is a tool God works to change you, to transform you, and to sanctify you. So Hebrews says, confess your sins one to another, mm-hmm. that you may be cleansed. Uh, John talks about Christians, if we, if we confess our sins, um, we walk in the light, we show that we are in the light, and we are mm-hmm. cleansed from our sins. Mm-hmm. Or another reference is um, Jesus and Peter at the Last Supper. So Jesus is about to wash his feet. Peter's embarrassed and says, no way will you wash my feet. Jesus says, if I don't wash your feet, you have no part in me. Mm-hmm. And Peter says, okay, then wash my whole body. Yeah. So it's interesting little play there on words, but Jesus uses that moment to teach him something. He says, I don't need to wash your whole body because my word has already cleansed you. Only your feet need to be cleansed. So Jesus used that moment to teach Peter something about sanctification, saying, you're already my disciple. You already follow, you've already been cleansed by my word, but you still need a little cleansing, a, 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 a continual. Yeah, you, ha- you have a position that won't change before, right. before me. Right. But the daily renewal needs to still occur because you're still living in your flesh. Right. So why is it then that we feel so guilty or, or this weird guilt thing about like repentance, like they, it's a wrong thing or it's a thing for bad Christians? Why, yeah, it's like why a do taboo we... thing. It's like, yeah, you know, when you grow up in a certain kind of church context, people who repent are the ones who've turned away from the faith or the ones who've had done some really bad stuff, really crazy, sinful years of sinful habits that have been in, in the dark. And so we think that, oh, look at them. They're probably n- never been saved or because it doesn't happen. Because it's so like public and rare. But right. that's not even the kind of repentance we're talking about right, right. now. Right. We're, so, and I think wh- why this is, this is also connected to like easy believism Christianity that is like dominates American, the American landscape where um, basically this idea that um, you believed in Jesus once and you just take the label Christian, you pray to mm-hmm. prayer, and now you're good. Yeah. Um, and this is a Christianity that does not prize and value the process of growing in holiness, which the New Testament is all about. If you've been called into Christ, you woke up in new life. Now you want to grow in that new life. And that means exposing sin, confronting sin in your life, coming to the Word, seeking for that to change your thinking to teach you to love the right stuff to be a new kind of person but um the culture in which we live does not like that kind of christianity and that kind of christianity is not the mainstream the mainstream is a christianity that doesn't include a daily life of repentance as a progress as a process Uh, it's just not part of american christian culture Mm -hmm. um so that's that's why it easily falls off christian practice or becomes this uh, false kind of negative taboo. But the New Testament talks about the fact that the Christian is once justified and once repentant, 
but also daily repenting, mm -hmm. daily turning, because God uses that. So God has poured out his grace. And now as you struggle and you stumble, we all know we f fail, right? But, yeah. but we kind of like take this assumption, oh, like God forgives me. But, right. but do you take those moments? And I feel like this is kind of what I've been learning this last couple of years, maybe about like rediscovering repentance and faith as a way of life. You realize that repentance is, um, is a moment where you become more and more aware of the fact that God is present in your struggles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's present in your struggles and he's working with you and he's here to to uh, be present in an active, gracious, transforming way. He wants to dispense his grace on you right now. So ask, you know, so repent. Please forgive me, Lord. I have been angry today. This is wrong. I hate it. Teach me to walk in newness of life. Teach me to be kind. Teach me to expose my heart idols that are causing me to fall into this anger, you know? So like, we, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of acknowledge that, but we don't actually go through the action of asking for God. Right. I think it's, it, it's a way of, it's a way of grace because you are mentally, emotionally inviting God who is already there, but you're acknowledging he's right there in every single struggle you have. And you are inviting him into that struggle and that process of making you clean, renewing your heart you know uprooting all the sin I, I think before i would just have guilt over the sin mm -hmm. but then also be like the gospel like remember the gospel you're you've been forgiven but i wouldn't not like i wouldn't do that daily process that daily act of acknowledging specific sins and mm -hmm. repenting of specific sins in the moment this as soon as i recognize it's a sin right well and like the book of james very clearly says you do not have because you do not ask right and and when you do ask you're not asking according to his to his will yeah so a lot of christians struggle in their sanctification in their battle with sin partly because they're simply not asking god to help them in their right. specific sin battles he's there he wants to transform you in those moments when you've stumbled and fallen Ask him. Talk to or him. Or they carry a lot, of, a lot of guilt around. They're just plagued by guilt yeah, because just... they keep stumbling into the same sin. Right. And um, Satan is the accuser. Right. God didn't, once you are his child, he doesn't intend for you to carry around the guilt that he has paid for. Yeah. Um, that's why rep daily repentance is such a amazing experience because it removes that guilt. Yeah. And it makes you cling to the cross because you know your guilt has been washed away. Right. Um, and it doesn't make sin any like, oh, whatever, I'm just going to repent. I'll do it and I'll repent. No, it actually makes it more real because you're constantly pointing to it, calling it by its name, asking for Christ to remove it from your life, for, to wash you of it. When you're doing that so much, it becomes more real and you hate it more rather mm -hmm. than generalizing, oh, the day, forgive me for my day sins. Right. Generally, if I, you know, like people pray, like, yeah. forgive us for, for if we have sins. Like, no, you know you have sinned. Yeah. You need to acknowledge specific things. Well, and so this leads us to the next point, repentance and faith. So we don't just repent and stop there. We're just, oh, I'm a wretch, Lord, forgive me. Right. Um, repentance and faith is the practice of the Christian life. So what does that mean, faith? What, what, so what's the next step? You say, Lord, I'm sorry, I've been angry. This is wrong. You've repented. What is faith then? What, what, what does that mean? 
I think faith is then, um, I guess for me, when I've sinned and as soon as I am convicted by the Holy Spirit that that is sin, um, repenting of it, Lord, forgive me, take this from me, I don't want it. And then faith is then taking, faith is then believing in in his forgiveness, taking uh-huh. it, refusing to let some sort of guilt uh-huh. remain, uh-huh. and then believing that he that he's able to then help you not do Change that again. You. Yeah. Transform your heart. Um, right. Give you new strength. Give you new grace to go about upon your day without doing that same thing or removing that right. emotional dirt that you may be experiencing. The like guilt. You put your strength and your, um, your faith into him for right. help. Right. For rescue out of the situation you know you've done. Right. So faith means... And I think a lot of times we get confused in this too, because in in our in a lot of like popular Christianity, faith is this like feeling of trust in God right. in general, yeah. or faith is yeah. this general like, do you believe Jesus died for your sins? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. In the in the New Testament, faith in the whole Bible, faith is always action based on the truth. Yeah. So, and I mean, this is really. Uh, common sense right so if you have a deep conviction that something is true that deep conviction is inevitably going to come out in your actions if you believe the world is going to end tomorrow and you need to build a cellar and put a bunch of food in there if you really believe that you you, you can't just sit still you're gonna have to do something about it you believe it it's real it's coming you know it's so if you are respond so when, repentance causes us to turn from our sin Faith causes us to turn to Christ and to acknowledge that reality. So the first step of faith is standing up out of guilt, mm-hmm. right? So if, if Jesus is real, if he died for my sins, and if I am ex- accepting that truth over the truth of my own uh, confused heart, that means that I will, th- as, as you pray the prayer of repentance, the next pr- half of your prayer is thanksgiving right. and assurance. Because if the gospel is true, repentance is, is a washing process and you are clean in Jesus. So inevitably you say, thank you, Lord, for Jesus. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for washing me clean and help me to stand firm today because I'm already free from this sin. So if you repent and then you wallow in guilt all day, you have n- you're There's not practicing no faith. faith. You're not no practicing faith. faith. Yeah. Yeah. So faith says, if Jesus is real... And if I am a saint, what am I going to do next? What does it mean to act like it right now? Part of it is to get up, to not wallow in guilt, to thank him for his grace. So that's the other thing you must do. Thank God in that moment for Jesus, for the cross, for freedom from guilt, for justification. The fact that this moment that you failed does not mean that your whole justification is taken away, that you are not now condemned. But even though you failed because Jesus died, you are free from guilt. Mm-hmm. So thank him, worship, and then make it right, whatever it was mm-hmm. in that moment. So if you have to go apologize to somebody, you go apologize. If you have to change the way you're acting, change mm-hmm. your attitude. So faith is always action. Faith is always active and doing something. Not because you're trying to prove yourself uh, that you're good or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's basing itself, faith is always basing itself on the reality of the gospel, you know? Um, because 
the temptation always, I think, is so we think that I think here's one misconception we always have, right? If I'm walking in faith, it means I'm walking in clear confidence and without any doubts and struggles. Yeah. Lots of times faith in the moment of repentance means getting up despite, despite all your feelings you of feel. guilt. Yeah. yeah. When we failed, when I failed as a father and I've been unkind to my kids or like I lost my temper or I was impatient at the end of the day, right? In that moment, I just want to sit there and wallow and be like, oh, I'm such a terrible person. Look at these little kids. They're innocent, whatever. Yeah. Like, look at me. I'm so, I am so failed and I'm such a dumb and such a bad person, right? Mm-hmm. Everything in my emotions wants to scream, sit here, wallow in self-pity. Mm-hmm. But faith means saying, no, I'm not going to wallow in self-pity because, yeah, I am a loser and, and a failure. But Jesus has made me new. So right. stand up. He go. has created a way out of this thing that I am wallowing in right. and a quick way out it's accessible right here right. take it eat it and walk then in obedience and i think that that point you're making that faith is despite how you feel i think that's a huge huge thing with in our daily christian walk i think we often wait until we feel like repenting to repent or we right. feel like our once our anger has died down or once our emotions are in order and we feel like we're not gonna snap at our kids anymore it's like the second you feel guilt the second you register that that's wrong what you did immediately repent because we're not called to we're called to obedience despite everything you right. know and if we're gonna wait then then you're prolonging that sin yeah you're not cutting it off at its root immediately and i think that's something i've learned had to learn and i'm still learning to practice in my daily life as soon as you know you snap at your kids or you're having a bad attitude or you're being lazy um repent of it no matter if you're still feeling lazy repent of it and say lord help me i don't want to feel this way i don't want to carry this around and then thank him and then obey right even if you're still feeling tired and lazy and grumpy right and you will actually most of the time yeah a lot of the time and then the emotions god's grace the emotions follow the proper emotions that's why he's so faithful when we put our trust in him and say i'm gonna ignore how i feel right now and i'm gonna put my trust in him then in a few minutes all of a sudden i'm doing what my duty whatever i'm supposed to be doing around the house and he gives me joy he gives me peace he gives me energy to obey more being more Mm -hmm. gracious and i think the more the quicker we respond to our sin with repentance and faith just quickly pick it up do it clean it up right there like that's the practice of our christian walk daily putting your trust in him he then blesses that with strength and endurance and patience and love and peace and joy like right it's just true oftentimes i think we confuse faith with emotional sense of assurance right and that's just not true when you look at the New Testament and actually the whole Bible, faith is faith is always going to feel like walking uphill, almost yeah. always. Yeah. Why? Because you're 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 still living in a broken fallen flesh, so you still have habits and temptations and and ideas lodged in you that are still of the flesh of your sinful past mm-hmm. even though you have a new life in Christ and a new heart and a new desire. So you're still bat- you're always battling your previous habits, and you're always living in a fallen world, a broken world that is pushing ideas contrary to the story of Jesus. Mm -hmm. So faith, 
walking in faith always feels like it's walking uphill. But here's the really, I think, ironic thing about it. And, and you look in Hebrews, right? Like the book of uh, Hebrews 11, where he talks about faith is this. Look at this person, this person, this person, faith, this person. Yeah. yeah, faith, fall of fame. These people, they are going against all the tides of opposition. Mm-hmm. And yet they are going against those tides powerfully. Yeah. So faith is not, okay, well, kind of sort of hang on. Why? Because, again, faith is rooted in a deep inside conviction of the reality of the victory of Jesus. Mm-hmm. So you, you have an internal drive of conviction that Jesus is real. He is victorious over sin, and I am his child. I am here in this world set for a mission, and it's hard because it's supposed to be. But this is amazing Mm -hmm. because I get to be free from my sin Mm -hmm. and I get to fight in this dark world and share the grace of God. Yeah, and I think that's what freedom from sin looks like when you, despite your feeling of bondage and negative emotion, instead of wallowing in, in it, you repent and then get up. Right. And put your trust in Christ and obey that that is freedom because you don't you're not enslaved to remain in the sin right you have a door out because right. of christ's victory on the cross so and i think that there, there's this quote from a podcast i really love they often say faith or faithfulness doesn't often doesn't feel like what it is accomplishing hmm. yeah um it actually feels quite the opposite it might feel very mundane it might feel very annoying and boring and against everything your body and flesh is screaming that you want to do Faith is doing what you know he has said in his word, obeying it, and then all the all the blessing of that follows yeah. once you have and done I think, the faithful act. Like to our culture today, this sounds crazy. This this whole idea of like um, going against the flow of your own selfish emotions. Like so you're saying that following Jesus is a whole life of like fighting and wrestling and denying and, yourself yeah and that that sounds at first like very oppressive yeah yeah the only way it's oppressive is if it's oppressing your will so if you truly don't like jesus and you truly like your sin that is that's what that's what human religion is that is oppressive so you are following the rules even though you don't like the rules. Yeah. So that's oppressive. The, cra- the the reason that real gospel Christianity, real discipleship is not oppressive, it's freedom, is because inside you are captivated by the story of Christ and you know you are free from guilt and condemnation. That Jesus brought you into his kingdom by nothing that you've done. And you're his. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like So all of this obedience has nothing to do with getting in. Mm-hmm. You are already in. Right. That's an important distinction. I you think. are obeying yeah. because you are in and because you are, because that's your real home. Mm-hmm. And you're excited about that. Yeah. So you obey out of gratitude. Right. And out of wonder mm-hmm. and out of humble, broken uh, joy that, you know, so, and that's like in the moment of repentance, oftentimes, the most humble thing you do is you get up on your feet. The gospel elevates you. 
because you want to wallow in guilt. But the gospel says, hey, yeah, you're guilty. But guess what? Jesus paid. You're yeah. free, yeah. clean. That's it. Justified. Mm-hmm. Stand yeah. up. You know, so the gospel exalts us. And that's why it feels like freedom, because your obedience is against external pressures, but it's not against your own new heart, your own yeah. new nature, your mm-hmm. own belonging to Christ. So repentance and faith every day you are you are called so faith looks like something so you look at your life you have to ask yourself what does faith look like today what does it mean to, for me to be a disciple of jesus today in in when i'm going to work or when i'm going to class or when i'm at home doing chores or whatever in the daily there are moments. visible expressions of what it means for you to be walking in obedience there are battlefields of faith all around you that he has placed that you must be entering as a one who carries the grace and and and, and the goodness of Christ, and so, they're in the big moments, and they're in the small moments, even right. more so in the small moments. Faith doesn't look like big. There are no small leaps moments. of faith in, over into the darkness right. where you don't know. Right. It's mostly in the day to day battles of your heart, the laziness, the little things that you don't like to do, the things that annoy you. Right. I think people think faith is just this big, great act of my overall arching life in Christ, but the day-to-day they kind of dismiss that as just the day-to-day right that's important that's where faith it's like he paid for you he paid for you for every second of your day for every minute like you're on you're on gospel payroll all the time there's no mundane moments because every moment that you have is a moment he paid for and gave to you you know so even though it may be externally mundane washing dishes taking care of your budget being a good neighbor you know, being a good friend, being partaking in church, church community, going to group, serving in your church, whatever. But all of that stuff is done. But when you understand it in light of faith, it means looking at all of that and saying all of these areas are different fields of me, my opportunity to express my conviction and gratitude in the, the good news of the fact that I've been bought and I'm free from guilt and I'm now his. Right, and I think um, a part of that where this applies very heavily is when we have issues that for years we're struggling with and we're telling our friends like, why, you know, like I really struggle with this. I know this is wrong, but this is just like embedded in my character. I have such a difficult time fighting this sin. And, you know, as, as a good friend, if this is someone telling you, the first question should always be, have you confessed this? Yeah. Have you repented of this? Because we talk about our issues or our struggles or our um, insecurities without going to the first thing God has given us to do in, in a sin situation. Right. Um, so you can have years of struggling with something, but God has given you kind of a formula way that you need to address that. And a lot of the time we don't even think of that. Right. We just kind of, why? Why is this my struggle? Why can't I get better? Why can't, you know, I don't feel like I'm improving in this area. And that's the first step. Yeah. And as friends towards one another, fellow believers, we need to quickly um, encourage one another to repentance. Yeah. So so the, the, the same criteria that we extend to Kanye West, we have to extend to ourselves. Um, you know, as you've had this initial conversion... Let's see if it plays out. Is is repentance and is repentance going to be a key component of your life from here on out? And is walking in faith, walking in humble yet joyful 
uh, gratitude-filled obedience going to be the mark of your life and, and going to cause all the different parts of your life to start getting uprooted. New repentance, new faith, new repentance, new faith, new walk, new practice, new new life. Yeah, so. and I think as a mom, you know, as a wife in the daily um, walk, just, you know, you get up and you just sense that you're just grumpy or you're having a negative attitude right there. Just say, Lord, I reject this. This is a lie. I don't want this. I don't want anything to do with this. Please take it from me. Um, you know, daily annoyances with our kids, repenting of that, apologizing to them with a husband, with a friend. Um, just throughout the day when you don't feel like accomplishing your duties joyfully, uh, repenting of that, that attitude, um, just complaining or thinking, looking at your dirty floors and thinking, why does it always get dirty? I'm so sick of washing them every single time and these kids keep making it dirty, like confessing the ungratefulness of that moment. Um, it can even be a breath prayer. It doesn't have to be this big, get in your room, get on your knees and repent. Right. It's just a daily, every moment, rejecting lies that are being set into your head that you're accepting um, and then being renewed in truth constantly. Yeah. Um, and it's just like these everyday moments, daily, yeah. daily renewing of your mind. So this is a definitely an important aspect that's been really helpful for us and I'm sure will be helpful for you guys. Let us know if you have any other thoughts or follow-up comments. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, share this episode with somebody that you think may benefit from it. And if you've been benefiting from this show, take some time on iTunes and go fill out a review that helps other people find the show. Uh, thank you guys again, and we will talk to you again soon. 